Welcome to the new WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. Over the next half hour, WellMed Radio will educate you about the health and wellness of adults everywhere. Co-hosts Dr. Marissa Charles and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron will share information to improve your health and well-being. Here are Ron Aaron and Dr. Marissa Charles. I want to welcome you to WellMed Radio. Delighted to have you on board. I'm Ron Aaron Eisenberg. Our co-host, Dr. Marissa Charles, is on a special assignment today, so I will be here running the program and enjoying our conversation today with an expert in integrative medicine as well as acupuncture. Dr. John Hang Kim joins us. He's WellMed's Medical Director of Integrative Medicine, and we're delighted to have him on board again. We talked with him a couple of months ago, and it was so interesting. We uh, asked him to come back, and indeed, here he is. So, Dr. Kim, good to see you again. Thank you. Well, thank you. Great to be here. Would you? You, you had a chance to uh, study with a world-renowned expert in integrative medicine, Dr. Andrew Weil. Uh, he's like the guru on the top of the mountain. Tell us a little bit about him and, and what led you into integrative medicine. So it's it's kind of interesting because uh, the, how this all began uh, was a book that my spouse uh, at, at the time, girlfriend, gave me a book called Love, Medicine and Miracles by Dr. Bernie Siegel, which is about holistic oncology. And um, shortly after my mother developed cancer and I wrote to Dr. Bernie Siegel and he invited me to study with him. So I did um, study with him uh, pretty much the course of medical school and the residency, my first residency in family medicine. And when I was uh, almost completed with my second residency, uh, Dr. Siegel said, you should go train with Dr. Andrew Weil. So I said, okay, I'll do that. Uh, Did you visit there? Because yes, I did. Did the fellows look happy? Because they look very happy. So the doubt, so I did that. And um, and unfortunately, because I love what I, the integrative medicine at the time, my second residency in UCSD was all about integrative medicine and my ear, uh, I think 400 physicians uh, competed for four four positions. And uh, because I did so much through my second residency, um, I, I, it just never, I never had doubt that I would get in and I did. And it was the best educational experience in my life. It was um, Dr. We would uh, hike with Dr. Weil. We would uh, cook with Dr. Weil. And then after that, we would uh, 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 eat and sit and just chat. And uh, there was kind of unwritten rule. We couldn't write down anything. So we had to really pay attention. <laughs> we could ask and, uh, anything we wanted to regarding integrative medicine. He would do his best to answer but a lot of times he would say, let me connect you with expert in that area. So w- what I learned from him is the importance of network, uh, importance of being humble, importance of being nice. Uh, I think Dr. Weil is one of the smartest and nicest people that I have ever met. Now, we really began with step two here. Let's go back to step one, which is tell us what integrative medicine is all about. So integrative medicine means using the tools that are not normally taught in medical school, um, like nutrition, how to use food as medicine, uh, acupuncture for pain control, how to use meditation, um, how to use your healing potential that uh, we have within us and how to trigger that so that uh, patients can um, experience healing without uh, relying solely on medication. 
so, Dr. Kim, for those who uh, uh, are interested in uh, exploring the possibility of, of integrative medicine, uh, what's the advantage uh, for the patient? And, of course, not all doctors are uh, equipped to uh, practice integrative medicine. So in, in WellMed, uh, what we do, what, what uh, I proposed were uh, three ideas uh, it, when I interviewed here. One was integrated pain management. The other one was um, looking at uh, lifestyle medicine using integrated medicine. And the third was integrative oncology. And it was recommended that we start with integrative pain management. So currently what we have going is the integrative pain management program, which means that uh, I don't prescribe um, opioids, I don't prescribe pain medicine. Instead, um, I do neuroanatomical approach to pain, which involves acupuncture, but I also use supplements, um, uh, herbs, as well as over-the-counter uh, products uh, like salon pass, heat, um, and to get the best effect. And surprisingly, we're able to get fantastic results. Our initial quality uh, review showed that a about uh, 75% of the patients responded positively, uh, defined by one-third pain reduction with very, very high statistical significance uh, showing that that effect was, was, would be possible only one in 100,000 ch per chance. Wow. So there was a fantastic um, uh, demonstration. Now, for those of you who may have just joined us, you listen to WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron. Our co-host, Dr. Maurice Charles on special assignment today. We're talking with John Kim. He is the medical director for integrative medicine at WellMed, earned his medical degree from the Medical College of Wisconsin in Milwaukee, completed a fellowship in integrative medicine with Dr. Andrew Weil. He is a world-renowned leader in the field of integrative medicine, and we talked about Dr. Weil at the beginning of uh, today's program. Uh, so you mentioned treating pain uh, and uh, whether it's back pain or, or any other pain without using opioids. Uh, I, I happen to uh, uh, serve as uh, the host for a program run by the Global Pain Association called mm -hmm. GPA Live, uh, which deals with these very issues. Mm -hmm. And uh, we ought to get you on that program as well at some point. I'm, I'm sure they'll contact you because the, the fear is for people who have uh, intractable pain, pain that mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. doesn't go away. Uh, the concern is they're gonna get hooked on narcotics. I think the concern um, is there, and for me, the bigger concern is it does it work? And and and, and studies are showing that uh, for acute pain, opioids do work. Um, is it appropriate to use it for chronic pain? And from the data that's coming from VA and other chronic studies, it's not clear that opioids really work well as a tool for population. That means that there may be individuals who swear by it, but if you look at the overall population, we are not sure that the use of opioid has a meaningful relief of pain. At the same time, there is meaningful um, side effects that occur, and the opioid uh, epidemic shows that patients are, are being harmed or even they're dying from it. Now, I think that it's also important to remember that in the practice of med medicine, that selective use of opioids in patients who benefit, I, I think is, is, is a appropriate um, practice. It's just the issue is the balance. And the, I'll give you an example in VA where um, they have had a lot of 
side effects, deaths from overuse of opioids, and they have used integrated medicine to reverse that. And, and now um, they have a whole health program, which is their version of integrated medicine. And that is what we're trying to do in uh, WellMed, albeit a small, uh, small, much smaller version than what VA is doing. Now, help us understand uh, the difference between acute and chronic pain. So the acute pain um, generally means uh, po- like post-surgical pain. If you had a procedure and you had uh, pain, it's, it's oftentimes, uh, even dental procedure, uh, you're offered a opioid medication to control the pain. And with normal healing, the pain would improve. And you would, uh, from opioid, you would go to probably uh, NSAIDs or over-the-counter medication, pain medicine, and then you get off of it. The chronic pain means that type of pain that patients would have after failed back surgery or unexplained pain or even fibromyalgia where that the end is not in sight. Patients are in pain day after day. Some of them are in excruciating pain, um, and some of them lose significantly quality of life, as well as ability to do things they enjoy. And I know one of the things that you uh, combine this with uh, is uh, sticking little needles in us uh, Mm -hmm. to make us feel better. Mm Mm-hmm. So the acupuncture, practice of acupuncture for pain has been documented probably more than uh, 2,000 years because 2,000 years is the kind of the limit of the uh, written language in uh, China. But the archaeological evidence goes back even uh, five to 6,000 years. And there are, there are different types of needles that, uh, that's been used to relieve pain. Huh. And um, today, of course, the uh, uh, practice of acupuncture is accepted as a modern medical practice uh, in the U.S. as well as in the world. Uh, in the U.S., we have physicians performing acupuncture and other, uh, other professionals who are allowed by the state uh, board to practice licensure. So we have licensed acupuncturists. We have also uh, naturopathic doctors. We have uh, chiropractic doctors who are authorized uh, to perform acupuncture in the state of Texas. What what did they use for needles 2,000 years ago? Um, In 2,000 years ago, uh, they they used different uh, materials, including, I believe, bone fragments. But 2,000 years ago is also the limit that they they came up with the use of iron. So before then, it would be bronze. It would be whatever material that culture would use for needle and thread. Because needle and thread is very, very old also. Ah. And, uh, and, but the old days, the, the, even the surgical lens was considered a form of acupuncture needle. So the, if you look at the acupuncture needle now, it, it's really um, looking like a very fine needle that is uh, oftentimes uh, smaller than the diameter of hair. Uh, made from surgical uh, stainless steel, single use to be um, disposed after first use. But in the past, that wasn't always the case. You wouldn't even feel that small a needle going in, would you? Um, it depends. Um, for, the, there, for fibromyalgia and other acute pain or, or the chronic pain that pay, patients have debilitating pain, what, what the first step of what I do is acupressure and acupressure to open up the, what I share with patients is like creating a chimney. If, if you have smoke in the body and um, smoke in the house and you, your chimney is blocked, guess what? You have, chim- you have smoke all over the house. 
And so in, in those situations, the acupuncture that I do in the, uh, as part of neuroanatomical approach to pain is ear, hand, or scalp acupuncture. In those instances, the acupressure hurts because I'm creating to create, trying oh. to create a reactive point that would function as a chimney after uh, the treatment would um, release pain. Right. And, and uh, like today, I saw a patient uh, I, uh, after one week of the new break uh, because of the, my uh, vacation, I, I was concerned the patient wouldn't, would, would not be doing well. But after doing one treatment with the chimney treatment, patient was doing fantastic. She's like, oh, my God, I don't know what you did. And wow. I feel better. I feel excellent. Uh, and that works for fibromyalgia. For, That's pretty cool. For chronic pain or failed back surgery, I use that technique to just to see if their nervous system is intact for wow. relieving pain. Because what acupuncture um, isn't, is, it's not a surgery. Acupuncture um, restores the balance in the body, or what I call, it teaches, I, I use it as a tool to hack into the pain signal, to re-educate the nervous system huh. so that it doesn't hurt um, like runaway train. No breaks. All right, hold that thought. We're going to come right back to you. I'm Ron Aaron. We're talking with Dr. John Kim. He's medical director for integrative medicine at WellMed. Dr. Marisa Charles, our co-host on special assignment today. You're listening to WellMed Radio. You may be experiencing anxiety or stress regarding all the news about COVID-19 or what is commonly referred to as coronavirus. You are not alone. Optum is opening its emotional support helpline, providing access to specially trained mental health specialists. This is a toll-free number and it will be open 24 hours a day, seven days a week for as long as necessary. This is a free service. Anyone in need of emotional support is welcome to call. The number is 866-342-6892. That's 866-342-6892. One more time, 866-342-6892. Crying, waiting, hoping. We are so pleased you were with us here on WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron, Dr. Marisa Charles, our co-host on special assignment today. And we're talking on our WellMed Radio hotline with the medical director for integrative medicine at WellMed, Dr. John Kim, a graduate of Milwaukee uh, Medical College of Wisconsin in Milwaukee. And we're talking about his work uh, directing a, a program at WellMed trying to help folks who are dealing with uh, a severe pain. Uh, Dr. Kim, there was an article over the weekend in the New York Times uh, that talked about back pain uh, as being so prevalent uh, across this country. Uh, is there a reason for that? So many of us, not me, thankfully, suffer from back pain. So that's an interesting uh, topic. And there is a um, physician in NYU who uh, recently passed away. Um, and Dr. Uh, Sarno is his name. And Dr. Sarno was a, uh, a rehab doctor or physiatrist who looked at back pain and why did the back pain incidence or the frequency of back pain go up so rapidly in the recent years. And he was really famous for um, helping 
patients curing their back pain or making their back pain better, what he would do is first do a thorough history and physical exam to make sure that there wasn't a reason why these people were having back pain. Once that was done, which was a majority of people, then he gave them a lecture uh, about the phenomenon of the increase of back pain and, and, uh, and his thoughts on why. And for his reason why back pain has increased so much, he said it doesn't make sense evolutionarily that something changed in our physiology in the short amount of time that we saw an explosion of back pain. And he attributed it to stress. And, and the fact that we are not very good at stress management, we are really not good at stress reduction, and we are fantastic turning uh, physical stress into um, physical pain. And if you look at the incidence of fibromyalgia, and part of it may be the lack of physicians or medical profession accepting fibromyalgia. But if you look at the similar time frame of the fibromyalgia diagnosis, basically fibromyalgia is a pain, musculoskeletal pain, where there is no inflammation um, and there's no reason why they should be in pain. That follows a very similar pattern. So is it possible suffering and um, lack of our ability to resolve suffering can trigger physical pain? And I think that in integrated medicine, the, the notion of suffering, unresolved suffering, triggering uh, diseases is very uh, common and not rare. Uh, as a matter of fact, Dr. Bernie Siegel, uh, integrative oncology, we would always ask that question. What major losses have you suffered in six months or a year? Yeah, I was going to ask what you meant by suffering. Um, suffering would be, um, major losses would be one form of suffering. Uh, and other forms of suffering uh, actually would be um, in a relationship uh, that people don't want to be in, uh, working a job that they don't enjoy. Um, there are many forms of suffering. And the thing is that I think it's how we respond. So two people could be doing exactly the same thing. One person could say, this is like, this is dream, dream job. I love doing this. And another person doing exactly the same job, paying the, about the same amount of money could say this is the worst job I've yeah. ever had. So it's our response to the suffering that seems to uh, have that. And of course, there are uh, there are physical reasons. And I think that it's important to say that it sh you, you have to deal with, you have to make sure that you do a good history and good physical examination so that you're, you know that you're dealing with what rather than um, just assume that everything is Due to stress. And for those who are suffering, yes. uh, can they then find relief once you identify what the issue may be? Uh, do they need counseling? Do they need talk therapy? Well, what is it that addresses the problem? That's uh, perfect. Um, and I think that one of the things that I do in my integrative medicine visit is that, yes, uh, I, I, I do refer people to uh, for counseling, but I also teach them resiliency training. And the resiliency training includes or breathing or exercises as, as simple as breathing in count of one, two, three, four, and breathing out count of one, two, three, four, and also um, a relaxation response, which is a technique that was developed by Harvard professor, Dr. Herbert Benson. And it's very simple. You breathe in and as you breathe out, you say one and that's it. And you repeat the process 
as little or as long as you want to. And believe it or not, it has tremendous uh, impact on patients who practice that regularly. Uh, Dr. Jamie Heisman, I don't know if you know Jamie, who, who works with WellMed, who is a uh, clinical psychologist, uh, uses a technique that he said Dr. Andrew Weil taught him. Correct. And it is a breathing technique like you're describing. Correct. Four, seven, eight breathing. Correct. Um, and it's a, it's a version of that four, four, uh, four breaths in, four breaths right. out. Um, but there are many versions of it. And so I try to do the easiest um, techniques because uh, I've, I've studied meditation. I've studied breathing um, since I was seven. And um, I find that it's just easiest is best. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to make our life any more stressful than it can be. So what was little John studying at age seven? Uh, martial arts. And then in part of ah. martial arts uh, was breathing exercise and meditation. Right. And I find that the techniques they taught us, which is count one, two, three, four, breathing in, one, two, three, four, breathing out, um, to be really, really as simple as that, but it's really, really powerful. I like that. So for those who suffer from uh, the kind of uh, suffering you're talking about, uh, there is relief uh, and it's not medication. I think that medication uh, can be useful. Uh, For example, if the suffering is coming from mental health, that the, there is appropriate use of medication for that. Um, but I think that if your suffering is coming from chronic pain, let's say, or fibromyalgia, there isn't really evidence that there is an effective medication that can treat fibromyalgia on a population basis. So rather than um, focusing on the, the pain uh, itself, what I have developed is a technique to kind of hack into the body's commitment to have pain without reason. So part of that is um, teaching patients how to do, do be more resilient, but part of that is also going in and re-educating the nervous system so that it doesn't generate pain signal and uh, making sure that we're building in chimney for pain to escape the body so that uh, our patients would not just suffer. And, and the thing is that once the so, uh, stress converts into pain, it's real. You know, th- in the beginning, maybe like stress caused cancer, but after that, it's real. It's, 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 you have to deal it with it in the physical form and same thing with pa- pain. The once you trigger pain, whether you have findings by MRI, X-ray, CT, ultrasound, it doesn't matter, it's real. Uh, and it does real harm. I was told by one of the mentors, who taught me pain medicine that if you control pain, even cancer patients seem to live longer. And there's, um, and he was a pain specialist who taught me that. And I've always remembered that. And when I did the integrative oncology program in other institutions, I would, um, and, and I would make sure that patients are being treated for pain, make sure they're comfortable, make sure that they had enough energy because there's a treatment for that as well. Now, you mentioned, I want to come back to fibromyalgia. Uh, not too many years ago, uh, people who self-diagnosed fibromyalgia uh, were dismissed by most PCPs. Correct. Um, I think it, was, it still can be like a bucket where you know, you're hurting, there's no reason. And, uh, and I will emphasize that we have to do our part as physicians to um, make sure that there isn't really a reason. Uh, if there is, um, correct it. And it's something that's really interesting, a study coming out of Stanford uh, showed that 
actually there are fibromyalgia that has inflammation. So, and if you look at that, then it, it's better to think fibromyalgia as like a bucket where all this mystery, this diagnosis with pain goes in. And even autoimmune illnesses like the mixed connective tissue disorder, um, maybe some of them are fibromyalgia and it's not being classified because it's missing diagnosis or criteria for diagnosis. So I think I look at fibromyalgia is like a bucket, a big bucket where pain that we don't know the cause, it just goes into that, to that bucket. And within that bucket, I think it's a lot of diversity. And, and again, it's not to say minimize the suffering of the patients who have it, just to say it, like I said, once you trigger pain for how you do it is not important. But once you have chronic pain, it becomes an entity of its own that needs to be reckoned wow. with. We've only got a few seconds left. If folks want to learn more, uh, can they Google integrative medicine? Absolutely. Uh, Dr. Andrew Weil has a website. Uh, he answers a lot of questions. You can, uh, you can uh, Google University of Arizona's integrative medicine website. Dr. Weil has his own website. You can uh, put integrative medicine and uh, Google. John Kim, thank you. You were great. We'll have to get you back again. I really enjoyed it. Thank Happy you. Happy New Year. Happy, Happy New, New Year. Year to you. Take Happy care. New Year. Thank you. Thank you all for joining us today on WellMed Radio. I'm Ron Aaron on behalf of our co-host, Dr. Marisa Charles and Dr. Kim. Have a great day, everybody, and a happy new year to all of you as well. Thank you for listening to WellMed Radio, a service of WellMed Medical Management. We welcome your emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. And please be sure to tune in next week for another edition of WellMed Radio. 